It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. So the president, of course, issuing a slew, a slew of executive orders crossing so many areas of our economy, our society. The state of Missouri has stood up when it comes to a key issue. And that issue, well, let's talk about the EPA, the expansion of federal regulations. Eric Schmidt, the attorney general, has led a coalition of 12 states to file suit against Biden administration's over massive expansion, challenging Biden's executive order, protecting public the order named Protecting Public Health and the Environment and Restoring Science to Tackle the Climate Crisis. The assertion in the lawsuit that the administration did not have the authority to issue restrictive numbers for the, quote, social costs of greenhouse gases to be used in federal regulations. Other states, Arkansas, Arizona, Indiana, Kansas, Montana, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, and South Carolina, Tennessee, and Utah have also joined the suit. And when you look at Missouri, it's not a state you typically hear. You think you know, energy. But Missouri has a lot of energy that it delivers for the country. Biodiesel, wind power, so much more. Again, and all of the above approach to energy that we need in our nation. The Missouri Attorney General, uh, Eric Schmidt, joins me now. Attorney General Schmidt, great to have you here. Great to be with you, David. So let's walk through this. Uh, This is the basis of the lawsuit that I just outlined, the 11 other states that have joined you. So where are we now with the lawsuit? So Monday we filed suit against the Biden administration, and this is one of, and I think you're going to see more of these things as as this administration reverts to these um, executive orders and administrative actions and really um, weaponizing the administrative state to do a lot of harm. Uh, on our economy. So this is one of the first real substantive challenges. And what it's based on is, on his first day in office, <clears throat> President Biden issued an executive order that formed a working group of unelected bureaucrats to come up with what they're referring to as the quote-unquote social cost of greenhouse gases. And very recently, they came out with that number. <clears throat> and that number is $9.5 trillion, T as in terrible, trillion dollars, um, that and what does that mean? It's a blank check to these federal agencies across the board, transportation, energy, EPA, to recoup $9.5 trillion, which is half of the American economy, from the marketplace, from the economy, um, to make up for what they're referring to as the social cost of all of these emissions. And it'd be devastating. I mean, it would be devastating for households. It'll kill jobs. It'll kill innovation. It's terrible policy, but beyond just the policy, um, it also violates the separation of powers. The president has given no legislative authority to do this. Um, the founders believed in that vertical and horizontal you know, federalism and separation of powers to protect individual liberties so that no one agency, no one person would get too powerful. And you couldn't have a worse example of that here, where you have this administration come up with this number through unelected bureaucrats, not accountable to anybody, these agencies that nobody voted for, now going to overregulate literally things like washers and dryers and stoves and heaters and dishwashers and air conditioning and ba- air conditioners and batteries. I mean, you name it. 
every aspect of the economy. So you're talking about job loss. You're talking about stifling the economy. And this is a big deal. And so we're standing up and saying you're not going to be able to do this. And uh, I think that's what people want. They see what's happening, um, and they want people to stand up and fight, and that's what we're doing. You know, I, I want to go a little bit further into this term because I, I think people need to understand where this began, the social cost of greenhouse gases. Uh, this is something that started in the Bush administration, was uh, advanced during the Obama administration. And, you know, here we are, these estimates, these these numbers. But my question is, has anyone fully explained what a social cost is, the metric that gets you there. Now, by the way, for full, uh, to bring this along to the Trump administration, the Trump administration discontinued the group that was responsible for managing, updating this metric. What is this metric? Yeah, so they break it out, and it's a great question. They break it out into this sort of three categories, carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide. Um, and let's just take those last two, methane and nitrous oxide. If you wanted to regulate, as they're proposing, in the trillions of dollars, that's agriculture. And so you, you kind of led into the show what's Missouri's interest. Not only are we uh, you know, a producer and consumer of energy, we're a big agriculture state. And you could literally, through this, you know, nobody voted on this, right? But through these numbers and through this executive order and through this executive action, you could literally regulate agriculture completely out of business or make milk prices more expensive, egg prices more expensive. You know, when you buy your steak, way more expensive. And to try to recoup that number that they've assigned, that they admit, that they admit, David, in their report is speculative and policy laden. It takes into account things like future migration patterns hundreds of years from now, future conflicts decades you know, from now. I mean – these numbers are so um, – it's more like Nostradamus than it is Newton. You know, it's like it's – they are predicting into the future things that are unknowable and then assigning a value, a present-day value to it that will be really detrimental to our economy and, and cost jobs. I mean, it's really – you look at the Keystone Pipeline, you look at this, and you look at what Biden's doing. It's really a betrayal of the American worker. There's no other way to put it. And all to appease this really radical agenda – that has, you know, real cost to it. You know, we're often told to follow the science, do the math. I've looked. I cannot find a clear mathematical, and as you said, a little bit more like Nostradamus, predicting things in the future. Uh, I can't find anywhere in this, from the Bush years to now, a mathematical equation. They give you numbers, right? The social cost of uh, releasing a metric ton of uh, carbon dioxide, $51. A metric ton of methane costs $1,500. Metric ton of nitrous oxide, 18000 But there's no formula to this because there can't be. Uh, back to the lawsuit, if they don't have a metric that they can define, is that one of the basis for challenging the ability to, or the attempt to put this into federal regulation? That's correct. And actually, more than that, um, they didn't fo uh, follow through with the notice and comment period that's required. So you're supposed to give uh, stakeholders or people the ability to kind of weigh in on these things. Um, and then presumably that agency or those agencies here, part of this working group, would weigh all of that and come up with something, you know. Uh, and they didn't do that. So there's a lot of technical flaws in this lawsuit that we allege, too, 
that um, we're hopeful that the court will say, first of all, you didn't have legislative authority to do it, number one. Number two, it violates the separation of powers because there's no, you know, because of that. And also, even if, even if you had the ability to sort of move forward, you didn't do, the, do this in the right way. And, and trust me, the, during the Trump administration, um, a lot of Democrat AGs were raising some of these similar issues. And, uh, you know, for us right now, when you see something that's this offensive and this costly to the economy, um, you know, it's time to, to take a stand and push back. And I think we'll be successful. And I think that you're going to see more and more of this because, look, this is a Trojan horse for the Green New Deal. They know they probably don't have the votes to get this done, assuming a filibuster remains in the Senate. So if you can't do that, you check off all these wish lists by way of executive action. And the states have an uh, important interest in this. I mean, we have a system of federalism, you know, where, again, to protect that liberty. And so it's perfectly appropriate for a state like Missouri and the other 11 states that join here say, wait a minute, you're going to be imposing all these new regulations on our state. The businesses in our state, we have an injury here, and we're asking the court to put a stop to it. You know, what again, back to that point of having the math done or doing the math to get this. I want to focus on Missouri. I did some research on this in the Energy Institute of America. They they put out a state by state analysis. Now, these numbers take time. Uh, again, this is the U.S. Energy Information Administration. I apologize for misstating that uh, in Missouri, uh, energy production, 2018, 2019, nuclear power. Nuclear electric power, significant, over 100 trillions of BTUs. Coal, well, coal comes in at about less than 10. i just doing the broad numbers here. Biofuels, biodiesel, you've increased 35.3 trillion BTUs on uh, the Energy Information Administration numbers, your analysis of your state. The idea that you're not producing clean energy is ridiculous when you look at the actual production of energy based on the source. That's a great point. And, and actually, during the Trump administration, emissions went down and we became energy independent. You know, so you can actually do this. Um, and, but, but having these sort of onerous regulations that jack up the price on everything and make it more difficult to innovate. I mean, look, we all want clean air. We all want clean water. The issue is, what role does the federal government have? Does it have authority to do any of these things? And then if it does, you know, what is a legitimate policy interest in moving that forward? And here we're asserting that you know, they're predicting the unknowable, um, done it in an unconstitutional way, and the impact will be devastating. It's, it's like the Keystone Pipeline, which actually was part of this original executive order. There are multi-parts to the executive order. This is part and parcel of that same order. But, you know... You've got John Kerry going up on stage the next day defending the canceling of the Keystone Pipeline that will cost thousands and thousands of jobs. And his response was, you know, the guy using the private plane flying everywhere was, well, these, these people can just learn to build solar panels. I mean, it's completely out of touch with where we're at. I mean, the idea, and we allege in the lawsuit, too, there are also impacts. I mean, being energy independent as a country is significant. Not only have we lowered the cost of energy and lifted, you know, millions of souls out of poverty, right, through that process. Um, you know, not only have you done that, we're also less reliant on bad actors across the world for our energy needs. And so, 
it really doesn't make a lot of sense other than if you put it in the context that this has been the radical left's agenda for a very long time. The Obama administration Attorney General Schmidt, I have to pause you there as we're out of time. Uh, But that last point, well taken, sir. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for filing this lawsuit, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. A lot more to this. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.